0: talking about no bedtime. The truth is not a Google search, you need to get your head right. The Greek goddess of illusion was called Media, and I I'm not a coincidence theorist, I look for thread lines. Smashing every deadline, no longer smashing red wine. Though I can hear the bells chime, it feels like the end times. That probably should have been smashed uh. on red wine. But the final mind is foolish, obey and end up foolish. Don't get used by instinct, take control and learn to use it Make a load of earnest music, earn a few quick, learn a few tricks Sure the truth is persecuted, this whole world is pure and abusive Know a bit about everything and everything about nothing Figure out my noggin while you picture out shop shopping You sit about watching while I bitch i stop it I don't mean to sound cocky, I'm not even proud of it It's a second nature to me, just to be just out honest. I don't even need to sound honest, never been a bound profit Everything but outs on it, you can bet your house on I doubt it I'll be out for the count when the sounds and I'm down for the beat No beat down, I mean how long's it been? Help me out been the only one who's held me down, all in the mind, hell freeze now, still sick with it, healthy how, few bars down and the world freaked out, I don't reach out, I seek out to speak out, I'ma recount the reasons they beat out.
1: Hello, hello. Welcome to the 509 Divine Ponds Podcast. I am your host, Joseph Daniel Pena, and today it is June 21st, 2023. And you know what? I smell summer. It's getting hot, and today we got a hot conversation for you guys out there. Look, I got my boy, Charlie Robinson, from the Macroaggressions Podcast the author of Hypno Crazy, and you know him. He got me banned on YouTube. We love him over here. He is one of the most controversial men in America right now with his books L- dropping bombs. Welcome, Charlie. How you doing?
2: Good, man. Shit, controversial. I like it. That'll work,
1: dude. You're stirring the pot, man.
2: You know. Well, I mean, you're I'm talking really- about things that are really like uncomfortable truths but you know it's i'm not i'm not making things up i don't have to really make anything up about it you know it's it just it's uh if it's controversial it's like well you know maybe these people you know these people are, are are up to no good if we're pointing it out or does that make us bad for pointing it out i mean if i were making it up that would be one thing but if i'm just pointing out what's actually happening it's funny that that's controversial these days because it. It used to be called reporting.
1: Information. Now
2: now it's illegal. Now now it's hate speech. (laughs) This doesn't go back, uh, you know,
1: like just barely a few decades. Like this goes back a long time. Jesus himself was controversial. You know, the truth is one of those things where it's loved by the real and hated by the fake. And, you know, we look at Hollywood, we look at politics, we look at a lot of the world. They say the world is a stage and it is mighty fake. So, my friend, yes, truth is hated. Not here, man. We love it. And, you know, uh, what we're talking about today is it's very powerful. We're looking at uh, one of America's greatest stories, Billis Gates and Microsoft and all of that, my friends. All right, guys, That that is going to be our episode today. But first, go ahead and check out my sponsor over at Divine Light Coat for all your crystals. And she has a powerful healing program for everybody out there going through some things. Look, we see what's happening in America. We see what's happening in the world. You're not alone. You have people. You have support. And Sherry Ariano will give you all the love. She has elixirs, too, man. Go ahead and check out Divine Light Codes and use coupon code 509 Divine Pines. Thank me later. All right, all right. We are back. Bill Gates, man. I'm in Washington, and this dude has probably changed the whole scenario. All right, so in the 90s, I was, you know, I'm barely, like, 10 years old, 5 years old. But I remember this place was very popping with its Seattle supersonics, it's weed, it's uh agriculture. It it was just thriving. And then it started getting killed. Who who is this man? You know, we look at him like he's modern day Dr. Evil. Well how let's let's go back. Let's, let's talk about his family and this Bill Gates.
2: Yeah he's he Bill Gates' f- dad used to be the Chairman of the Board of Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood is the American Eugenics Society. It was started by Margaret Sanger, uh, who was a known eugenicist, and it was started to sort out the Negro problem. That's what she said. So just understand that's where Bill Gates comes from. His dad ran this, this organization. Um, To put it in perspective, Margaret Sanger's work was the work that was cited by the Nazis to start the uh, sterilization forced sterilization and euthanasia programs that they implemented first inside Germany and then external. And then, as you know, with all of the prisoners that they killed, the justification for that came from The work of Margaret Sanger in the legalization of forced sterilization, starting in Indiana and eventually really manifesting in California. And the Nazis used that as the case law to get it legalized in Germany. So you you just understand that, like all of the bad stuff you think of when you think of the Nazis, they got that idea from Margaret Sanger. And Margaret Sanger handed the torch to Bill Gates Sr. So, so we have big... some context for who this guy's dad is. His dad is no good.
1: There were a big problem, I guess, now with the pharmaceutical and the the biomedical technology, right? Of the last hundred years.
2: Yeah, I mean, listen, he, the, the Margaret the Margaret Sanger has been was deeply involved in that. Planned Parenthood was involved with it. It was part of a, a depopulation agenda you know, it's part of, it was part of, they've set them all up and 80% of the, the, the stores are set up in low income neighborhoods. So it's, it's sort of, there's, there's obviously an agenda behind it. And then you look at what Bill Gates is doing and you look at, uh, I mean, Bill Gates senior, and he was deeply involved with politics in, uh, not just Planned Parenthood, but also politics in Washington, DC. He was friends with all these big, Kissinger's and all these guys, all these hardcore like OG depopulationists, and so he's in that group. And this is the next generation: his son, Bill Gates, uh, the one that we know, the tech nerd from Microsoft, who wears a sweater and he, he's a geek and uh, he dances like shit. And so he's trustworthy because he's he's rich and he's not a doctor, but he knows more about medicine because he's smart. And and so nobody questions this guy, and he's. He's borrowed uh, an old tactic of the Rockefellers. If you think of Bill Gates' family like the Rockefellers, one of the things that happened with the Rockefellers is they got into a lot of trouble. They got into antitrust with the government and they had some bad PR. They had a mine where they had a bunch of miners. They got into a big firefight and they murdered a bunch of their workers. (laughs) It's really bad, right? And so after that, they started the Rockefeller Foundation. And use that as an investment vehicle and a PR machine that would that would whitewash their their image their public image, and it would say, "Hey, look at all this charity work we're doing, and look at what good people these this Rockefeller family is." Well, Bill Gates went through the same thing. Microsoft gets into antitrust issues, and then we start to have, um, you know, big problems with his personal life uh Microsoft is is regarded as being really predatory in their behavior and they uh, next thing you know Bill Gates starts the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and uses that puts a bunch a bunch of money into that and then uses that to do some charity work but mostly deflecting criticism away from Bill Gates and putting out PR about how great they are and how they're saving the world so they're following a very predictable pattern Bill Gates is following in this regard, the Rockefellers. Okay. So you've got these sort of parallels. What's interesting as well is that I mentioned that it's like Bill Gates, senior, original OG depopulationist, right? Bill Gates, junior nerdy bill. He's in this generation. The next generation of depopulationists, Mark Zuckerberg. You wanna know what's interesting about Mark Zuckerberg and Bill Gates? Tell me if you can tell the difference which origin story I'm talking about. Nerdy freshman in his dorm room at Harvard starts a transformational software company with stolen technology, winds up becoming a multi-billionaire in getting his philanthropy involved in all sorts of nefarious left-leaning organizations, who am I talking about? Am I talking about Bill Gates, or am I talking about Mark Zuckerberg? Because they have the exact same origin story. Because it's all part of a m- operation. And, and I would,
1: you know. Just to tie in a quick note between Mark Zuckerberg and Bill Gates stealing or or getting their technology. This is CIA. Um, We know that LifeLog was handed directly over to Mark Zuckerberg the day of it being shut down and and Facebook being started. Now, if we look at Microsoft... Its original location was uh, maybe 60 to 90 miles away from Roswell, where the UFOs were supposedly crashed down. And, you know, it's interesting that Roswell was, you know, uh, it happened around the same time the CIA was created. Hmm. You know, there's a lot to talk about there now.
2: Microsoft got a lot of their their software from IBM. IBM, it was a subsidiary of the Nazis. Okay. So, so they, they, they were deeply involved with the Nazis and that Nazi technology, world economic forum group is the fourth Reich. So it would make sense that we would have Nazis passing on technology, but um, that's, you know, that's, that's sort of uh, uh, what Bill Gates is, is doing. This is the, this is the fourth Right. They talk about the Fourth Industrial Revolution. I wish Jim Mars were alive right now because I'd love to hear his his take on all of this because he's talked about how the Fourth Reich is coming back, but it's going to look... It's not going to be goose-stepping down uh, the Champs-Élysées. It's going to be wearing $5,000 Brooks Brothers suits, you know? And that's what this Fourth Reich is. It's the World Economic Forum, man, and it's crazy. So, so, so <laughs>
1: did Bill Gates start off the most uh, evil man or where, where did he turn wrong? Or has he always been like this?
2: His mother was deeply involved with IBM. You know, his mother was a mover and shaker in the Seattle business community. And so Mm -hmm. she had these, this access to IBM and that's what he, he wound up becoming sort of like a front company for intelligence. I mean, that's really what Microsoft is. It's the second largest corporation in the world right now. In terms of market cap, it's a $2 trillion company. It's fucking huge. Okay. So like he's in charge of the mothership. Okay. He's in charge of a business that is so big that it's like some of these other businesses put together like times 10. You know, people don't realize how big this company is. And so Bill Gates has access to so much money, but it's more than that because he's now been able to pool his resources with Warren Buffett, who's contributed $31 billion. He's the CEO, chairman and CEO of Berkshire Hathaway, who's worth, you know, $100 billion himself. He's donated $31 billion to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation for them to use on God knows what, you know? So... Well, we know what, but, you know, I mean, that's a lot of money to play with. That's the sort of money that you can put just about any nefarious plan into action because money is quite literally no object. You just write the check. It's done.
1: And he he is involved with Mr. Epstein Husky right here says, uh, well, he's dead.
2: Oh, who yeah exactly who yeah, uh, yeah who, who well he's dead was so best, uh
1: who else was bill gates in association with for all my viewers out there that are, that are new to well, this well he was
2: he was in, in association with nathan Miravald, who's one of the the chief technology officer of microsoft who's a who's a notorious pedophile and has been to epstein's island a million times and that was bill gates partner it's like bill gates uh paul allen uh um uh, Steve Ballmer and Nathan Mirvold, like number four at, at, at Microsoft is a known, I mean, the, he, there's, there's a lot of, I, I mean, I don't know if you recall, but like about a dozen years ago, there's a very unusual incident that happened at Bill Gates house, a computer technician that was working oh, yeah. on Bill Gates house. Just, I don't, uh, that's what they kind of left it was busted with all of this child porn on a laptop and it's, and you just, you go, I, you know, you go, I, I, I want to give this guy the benefit of the doubt since we're talking about child porn. Right. You know, but like, help me understand what is happening here. Like we never, nobody ever made an explanation about that. You know, I think that guy wound up going to jail, but it was like, what is that guy doing in Bill Gates' house? I think it's a reasonable question. The answer I mean, the answer could be that Bill Gates knew absolutely nothing about it. Absolutely possible. But like, if somebody ever got arrested in your house with child pornography on their computer, that would be something that you would never, ever forget, right? But like we're supposed to pretend like that didn't happen. That's a really, really unusual thing to have happen at the richest guy in the world's house, you know. Allegedly, richest guy.
1: You know, there is a whole lot of speculation, uh, you know, these days that these sex trafficking and child pornography charges are occultic by nature. Mm -hmm. You know, you look at a lot of. Bill Gates and his ideologies. Does he have some occultic aspirations in him?
2: Well, that Luciferase patent is six zero six zero six. That's for real. It sounds fake, but but it, but I went checked. I went and checked because it sounded so fake. I was like, I can't be saying this if it's not not real. I went and looked it up, and I was like, I'll oh, be damned. It is real. <laughs> it really is. It is that. And I was like, well, you know, these guys—they're such shitheads. You know, well, you, you just know that they they just get off on that. You know, we're going to make it 6 0 6 0 <laughs> You know, like I don't have, like to me, I don't go, oh shit, you know, it's the devil or anything. And I, I don't get all bent out of shape, but it just annoys me because you know they're doing it on purpose. Just to be jerky. And, and just to kind of give us the middle finger. And it's, it's disrespectful. <laughs> yeah because bill gates is trying to kill everybody i mean in case in case in case i'm not being clear enough on this this guy is he has been buying up all of the farmland in the united states he is the largest individual shareholder of monsanto stock monsanto invented genetically modified organisms gmo food and as a subset of that they invented a a product called Roundup made from a substance called glyphosate. Glyphosate is super fucking poisonous, okay? It's really bad for you. They're now having the class action lawsuits on daytime TV. If you've been injured by glyphosate, please call the offices and blah, 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 you know? And so it's like, it's a big deal now. This is what Monsanto does. So Bill Gates is involved in owning the farms, Owning Monsanto to the extent that he can. He's investing in synthetic meat. He's investing in synthetic breast milk. And he's financed this Valsbard seed vault in Norway, 1,100 kilometers south of the North Pole, 400 feet up a mountain and 300 feet into the mountain is a vault with millions and millions and millions of organic seeds hidden away from you and me. So, and it's financed by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the Rockefeller Foundation, Syngenta, which is like Monsanto, and the Norwegian government. Fuck you people. How dare you? take those seeds and hide them away from us and then buy up all the farmland and then use all the genetically modified crops and all the roundup on our food. It's so this is what, see, this is the thing about Bill Gates is that he spends hundreds of millions of dollars a year on media, giving it to media organizations. So if you start to get dependent on that bill and Melinda Gates foundation money coming in to support your work, it's really hard to write the article about what a horrible human being he is because that money will stop coming in. That's why nobody writes bad articles about Bill Gates, not because he's not a bad guy, but because he is paying them to not write those articles. And you don't, it's not my speculation The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation has to list all of the places they donate the money. They list it all there. It's not, it's not debatable. It's in their their tax filings. (laughs) Like this is what they they give $350 million a year to the media to shut them. That million dollars a day they give to the media, to shut them up, make sure they go. Don't talk about what we're doing. Don't talk about the World Health Organization. Don't talk about Gavi. Don't talk about what's going on in India with us, with our vaccines over there. We don't want you talking about that. Just don't ever talk about, don't talk about Jeffrey Epstein Well, he's dead. You know, so this is how it works. This is why Bill Gates doesn't get the bad press. Not because he's not a bad guy, but because he shields himself by throwing a million dollars every single day at the whore prostitutes in the mainstream media and and lately
1: one thing has sure been ignored it's like we kind of forgot about how much he's after the genetics of the world from the plants to our genetics and when he had his best friend well, you know ex-best friend jeffrey epstein and his wife Ghislaine Maxwell, their connections, the Maxwell connections, it's a very interesting thing. You look at the security details that they had access to the world's logins and credentials. They had access to a lot of the, the security uh, networks, um, you know, so he, he had access to everybody's information. He now is using it to implement his own genetic programming. Um I would say that his depopulation effort is at warp speed.
2: (laughs) Donald Trump. (laughs) Well, you want to hear, you want to hear a crazy story about what Epstein was working on. This is so, this is so wild. I mean, it's kind of got a Bill Gates vibe. Because
1: I I actually have, yeah, I think that Epstein was a lot smarter than everybody knows
2: he was working with a guy named Ben Gertzel and Ben Gertzel built the Sophia robot. Do you remember the Sophia robot that got citizenship in Saudi Arabia a couple years ago? Yeah. I know
1: Ben Gertzel. He, he had a, uh, yeah, he had a podcast with Andre Xertis. It was very interesting. The Ben Gertzel created um, some robots and I I love yeah. I love these these videos because you can see that there's actually some real consciousness in these robots.
2: And or he whatever. built that so he, he built that Sophia doll, the one that got citizenship in Saudi Arabia. That you was she had a shaved head, but you kind of see like almost like the circuits on the back of her head. Well, then Ben Gertzel, after doing that, he then took a bunch of money from Jeffrey Epstein and built the little Sophia, which was a doll that was 14 inches high that was targeted at 10-year-old girls for, quote, emotional intelligence support. And it was rigged with cameras and microphones and geolocations and all kinds of crazy things. So that's what was going on with Epstein towards the very end. He was financing AI robot projects that would be tied with little girls that you could basically use like some sort of weird menu for pedophiles where you could just know what kind of what you wanted because the camera broadcasting out of the eyeball of the little Sophia doll sitting in that girl's bedroom is going to tell all these predators where their prey is so that's kind of the direction that he was going and that's crazy of course this
1: is Westworld. Um, from everything that I have heard, the HBO's Westworld is loosely based on Zorro Ranch, which I would believe
2: Bill Gates has visited. That, it, that's Epstein's New Mexico ranch where he wanted to donate all his sperm and make all these uh, pods where they could grow grow humans. He, see, he was really Epstein was really interested in evolutionary dynamics and 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 this gets you into this is like a fancy way of talking about like eugenics um sort of the science behind it when you're talking about evolutionary dynamics like how can we you know like what what happens if we push on this part of society what will that do you know and so he was partnered up with a bunch of guys in harvard uh, and and he was donating a, a bunch of money to guys like martin nowak who was running the evolutionary dynamics uh division of harvard and they were talking about this and this freaks me out because whenever you find these one world government scumbags like bill gates and jeffrey epstein you always find depopulation and when you're talking about Bill Gates, you're talking about depopulation. So, so again, it, it's just, it, it be, it's, it's a mentality that they have, which is, if we're going to take over this world with 8 billion people on it, allegedly, uh, then it would be a whole lot easier if there were only 1 billion people. So how do we thin the herd out and get rid of all these people. And so that's sort of like an underwriting philosophy that they all share. Like we're taking up too much space on their planet and they would like seven eighths of us to just leave or die or starve or whatever. So once you understand and kind of come at it from, from what they want, you know, like once you know that they, they want you dead, it, it starts to make a whole lot more sense. You know, when Bill Gates is talking about pushing, very enthusiastically talking about pushing this vaccine and making sure that it gets out to as many people as he can. And he's saying, you know, I just like my, we just take these kids and we just inject it into them. We just shoot it right into them. I don't know if you've heard, if you've heard that clip where he's just gleeful and, um, in, in talking about shooting it into the kids. And, and if your mindset is, oh, he's trying to help the kids then you see it totally different. If your mindset is, this is the guy that's trying to murder everybody. Remember his whole family is talking about murdering and depopulating everybody's dad ran the eugenics program, took it over for Margaret Sanger, who gave it to the Nazis. You know, this guy, once you start, you, you then you go, oh, this video clip of him enthusiastically wanting to jab children with the vaccines makes perfect sense. He's trying to kill them he's trying to, he wants everybody dead. He's a eugenicist. That's, that's their, that's their thing, you know? So we got to get honest about that, you know? And so like, if, if America is going to have this honest conversation, they need to wake up to like, what reality is. And reality is that out there, a lot of times those philanthropists, billionaires, they're just, that's a facade it's covering for a darker agenda. And Bill Gates is not the only one. you know, I got news for people. It's like, he's just one of many and he's just playing his role, but he's not the biggest fish and he's, he's not the only guy involved in this whole thing. And so, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a team effort.
1: Speaking, speaking about him partnering up and, and being a team, I was just looking back, you know, he was very predictive with these vaccines. Um, you know, uh, his TED talks in 2018 or, you know, the, the 2010s. teens, it, it, it was like he was uh, just letting the world know what his plans were. Has this been um, something that he's always been involved with or did he barely get into medicine just recently?
2: Well, he got involved in it, more so after he left Microsoft, when once he transitioned out and and went into Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation full time, then he got uh, deeper involved in the vaccine agenda, and he he started doing TED talks about that. And, but but he's also on the record saying that he expects a 10x or 20x return on his investment into vaccines. So it, this isn't some altruistic endeavor either. You know, even if you believe that he's trying to do well like do do the right thing which he's not but even if you believe that he is just know that he's also openly trying to make money from this too so of course he's going to talk to you about how you need to get the vaccine and of course he's going to scare the shit out of you with event 201 you know this is he they're going to create these events <laughs> this is why these guys have have predictive advanced knowledge of it not because they're nostradamus but because they're making it happen. That's why they, that's how the process works, is that they they know it's going to happen because that they, they've put it on the calendar. And then they're going to do it. And that's why Bill Gates kn- knew that COVID was coming, because he was Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation was one of the three co-chairs of the event two oh one that happened in October of 2019 before COVID simulating the outbreak of a novel coronavirus that sweeps the galaxy Yeah, Let's, let's and, talk about event
1: 201.
2: Yeah.
1: But yeah. how big was it? How many people were participating? Uh, Cause I believe what? 200. Car- Carnegie. I mean, uh, the university Carnegie was also involved. Uh, who
2: else? Oh, a ton of people were involved. The CIA was involved. The Chinese version of their CIA was involved. It was, uh, the parts of the, our media were involved. It was, uh, there were 200 people there. It was, it was a massive, it was a massive event. I mean, there were, there were 200 people watching, so it was a live event. They filmed it. It was on their website. You can watch it. It's hours long. Um, you know, so you, you, you see that they have, um, they, this is sort of a, a, a common theme with a lot of this stuff advanced knowledge simulations that go live simulations that happen. And then six months later, the almost identical thing happens and it gets announced by the same people, the same way, the same, you know, so like you can only see that so many times before you start going, it's, this is being made to happen. So event 201 was financed by the Bill and Melinda Gates foundation And, um, it simulated COVID six months before COVID like down to like the, the answer being the only cure was uh, a vaccine. You know, I mean, it was like, it got to the end and it was like, the only cure was the vaccine, but it was like shuts down airports and, you know, we have to make these tough decisions in this role-playing exercise. And then, and then they had They had their dress rehearsal right there for it. So, you know, and And, and and then Bill Gates comes out and, and, and says, says, uh, you know, wait till the next one. That'll get their attention. And you go, well, he did know about the first one. So it's reasonable to think that he knows about the second one too.
1: (laughs) And and so, so all of this, uh, what we've been talking about guys, for all my viewers out there, we're kind of paying the picture. Now, these this event 201, this was kind of taken from Operation Lockstep by Rockefeller. Yeah. Now, they all have their own ties. They they all have their own you know little hands, but they're all connected to a web. This web is the new world order. H- how is Bill Gates a main proponent in the new world order. It's the octopus. (laughs) Hey, shout out the octopus of global control and shout out Charlie (laughs) Robinson. It's
2: the octopus. Bill Gates is playing his part. You know, he's the, he's the, the tech billionaire guy. He's the vaccine guy. That's his role. He's good at it. You know, he's had a lot of, uh, um, practice being rich and powerful and he knows how to manipulate people and he's a great bridge player. And that requires a, a, a you know, a, a, strategic thinking. And, um, he's, he's a eugenicist though, you know, like, like he, he can give as much money away as he wants to good, to good, causes which he doesn't but but he could but his ideology is that he wants to get rid of people he wants to covertly sterilize people and and i just can't get on board with with with, it would be one thing if you're just like i want to give these women the opportunity to get uh you know, to get their tubes tied or whatever, you know, we, I'm going to give them the opportunity for birth control, you know, whatever, that's fine. But, but they were, he's paying people. He was financing the covert sterilization of people, of women for years and years and years and years. Right. So like, it's that's automatic disqualification, man. If you're if you're if you're secretly sterilizing people, making it so that a woman just never has the opportunity to have a kid that might be like her lifelong dream. And you did. And he they did that to hundreds and hundreds of thousands of Kenyans, Filipino women, Mexicans he, through the World Health Organization. They got busted. They got busted in court. They got found They had to admit it. They had to admit they'd been doing it for a decade. You know what I mean? And Bill Gates was financing it and he got busted in India doing the same thing, you know? So like how many examples of this guy's behavior do you have to see before people realize this money he throws around for media cover is just a smokescreen. It's just designed to make him look good because what he's doing is, is, absolutely diabolical man covertly sterilizing hundreds of thousands if not millions of women what a shithead he
1: he's uh banned from india and uh i think africa parts of africa are, are working on that banning him he he's uh caused a lot of issues now when we're looking at in into the future what we're seeing is the CBDC, which we know Microsoft and Bill Gates also is a proponent of, um, you know, every, the hot topic right now is the Fed coin and the Unicoin and what the IMF has involved themselves with. Uh, is, is Bill Gates one of these guys that's kind of just, you know, kind of slyly slid his little st- make little scales through and and you know he's pushed for the cbdc slightly right because it was that microsoft patent that uh all of our actions can be tracked by nanotechnology and turned into cryptocurrencies am i correct with that
2: yeah it was going to measure like the energy that you generate and pay you in cryptocurrencies or something crazy like that some of those patents, I think they just lock them up out there, just just in case. I don't know. But look, the central bank digital currencies are no joke. Like this is this is really the end of civilization if these things get implemented. Because you think they're you think the government's bad with with their money? Think how bad they're going to be with your money. <laughs> Them. Cause they're going to have access to it, man. It's programmable and they get the, they get to program it. So if, if you want to save your money, you can't cause they could set a timer on it, have it expire in 365 days, you know? So when Klaus Schwab says you'll own nothing, that's because you'll never be able to save up enough money to buy anything. And they'll have you on a rent rental schedule forever that's their plan. That's not my plan. That's their plan. They talk about it. That's part of the the build back better. You'll own nothing thing. So like a central bank digital currency with money that loses its value over a specified period of time, creates forced velocity and it it creates forced spending of course you're going to spend it because you, because otherwise it expires and you get nothing for it. Right. So, so it's, it's behavior modification. If you get on the, it it can be used a variety of ways. One of the ways they, they dream of it being used is the world economic forum wants to have all of these corporations that are part of ESG environmental, social and governance. They want these corporations to be basically like the company store. And if you can imagine a world in which the central bank digital currency that your government gives you each month, the free money, the the universal basic income comes to you in a central bank digital currency, but you can only use it at the company store. And the company store consists of all of these woke corporations that are working on ESG for the World Economic Forum. And you can only shop there. So they have to have the right number of pride parades and they have to have the correct number of one-legged Eskimo transgendered midgets on their boards of directors. And they've got to have the, the right, uh, they they can't have too many white people working there. They've got to have their ESG score high enough. And so all of this stuff is going to create this weird dystopian, not capitalistic, but like, socialist hellscape where you can only use the free money free money all, all at, at the stores that you're going to be ideologically opposed to anyway. So and if you don't use it there, it'll it'll disintegrate and turn into dust in like 30 days or 365 days or whatever. Man, like just use your imagination when you think of stupid government and programmable money. Just Anything is possible. Honestly,
1: we see these programs being implemented everywhere. Uh, many countries has resolved to cryptocurrency, CBDC, all of this. Now we're we're now looking into Saudi Arabia and many other places for one minute cities. This is this is where. All of our dreams and aspirations get crushed. This because look, we we just talked about Bill Gates and his family's seventy-year program of depopulation, eugenesis. It's led up to what the World Economic Forum wants with the New World Order. They have us in a fear state. Uh, they pretty much sterilized the world, and now they're about to control and trap with the CBDC. These one-minute cities. Hey, is there? Is there uh, any type of hope that we can have as far as, you know, uh, where in the world is this free? Like, Where can we find freedom?
2: Well, not in the United States for much longer. I mean, the way it's going right now, it's over. It has been slated for destruction. You know, it's about to change dramatically. It's being softened up.
1: We look at San Francisco, yeah. it's a it's a wreck. Portland it's a, shithole. It's a wreck.
2: Yeah. It, it New York New York is is a mess as well. Um and, and and it's and I'm no Republican, but let's be honest, what's the common denominator? They're all democrat run cities. Los Angeles, San Francisco, Portland, Seattle, Chicago, New York City, Washington D.C., Philadelphia. All Democratic cities, all shitholes currently lawless, you know, so like, unfortunately, I feel like there's a a widening of this divide in, in the United States right now between people that are like, would have never considered themselves conservatives before, but in contrast to this crazy hardcore left nonsense they appear massively conservative but they always just thought they were kind of in the middle like there is a there's a an agenda to undermine the country by destroying it from the inside with this crazy ideology and it's starting in these big big cities and it's being done by design. It's getting, it's George Soros in there financing woke district attorney weirdos that refuse to prosecute anybody for crimes. Like Chessa Bowden in San Francisco who wound up getting recalled. And and all the guys in, the guy in Philadelphia, Larry Krasner in Philadelphia who refuses to prosecute anybody. You know, so the, if you destroy the cities, you destroy the morale of the country. And if you destroy the morale of the country, it's easier to take down the American empire in the end. And that's what Berwick and I wrote about. And that's kind of like that's sort of our thesis on that is that like you the way you take down an actual building is that you pre weaken it from the inside. You snip some support columns that aren't going to make the whole thing come down, but you just cut them now so you can use less dynamite. And that's kind of what we've been going through in America is this pre-weakening where they just soften us up from the inside, cut a beam uh, there, support column there, you know, and and next thing you know, we're just kind of weaker. Our, our, Our core is less sturdy. And then that big economic collapse comes and we all go down. That's, in my opinion, where they're taking us. So...
1: And this is So this strap is all in, you know. A Nazi's dream. Um Klaus Schwab himself is yeah. you know a, a Nazi, uh, well, you know. It's well, His father was. Yeah.
2: His father was his father's company Wesh, was voted a was designated as one of the Nazis preferred vendors in Switzerland.
1: And so these guys all fund each other, they they make plans with each other. Um a hundred-year-old plan, pretty much. They, this is you know nothing new. They they want a new world order.
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I did when you hear it, when somebody when, when the first couple times you hear somebody talk about the new world order, it sounds like conspiracy theory and 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 you want to roll your eyes, but then like I'd like to remind people that George H.W. Bush, the first Bush president, he was in office from 88 to 92, four years. In that four years in office, he mentioned the New World Order 200 times in public during speeches. Okay. So it's not a hidden thing. Alex Jones didn't come up with the name for it. It's not what we call them. It's what they call themselves, the new world order. That's what they they call themselves. So that's when when people like initially come to that, they roll their eyes and go, get out of here. That conspiracy nonsense. It's like, no, 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 hang on. We're not calling them that. That's what they. this is. David Rockefeller on page 405 of his autobiography saying that he stands guilty, is charged and and freely admits that they want a a one world government. In his autobiography, you know what I mean? So again, it's like, People go, yeah, I, that's stop saying that. Stop staying. I'm not saying it. He's saying it. Okay. It's, I'm just saying that. I'm just showing you where he said it, you know? <laughs> so I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's always been an idea for these people. It's always been sort of like a concept. They want a one world government. Cecil Rhodes, Rothschilds, Rockefellers, the Queen, you know, all that. They've always wanted it. No, it's no denying that. But it's never been really possible before, you know, to, to actually do it like it is now. And now I think these people think that they're going to have not one world government necessarily, but but a one world governance where it's just sort of regional areas that manage each other and with an overall structure that sort of manages the regions. So you don't have to fold it all into one big one world government, but you do have you'll you'll group it up bigger bigger than the euro you know big big chunks and uh, and manage it that way and so it'll be a it'll be a form of world government, but it'll be like lots of little pockets of it so that's that's sort of where we're where we're headed and that's where like the world economic forum would like to take us and and so the problem is that they the, they the the best time for them to make a move like this is during a catastrophe, where they offer the savior, right? And if we know anything about these scumbags, it's that they don't sit around waiting for catastrophes to happen. They tend to want to make them themselves. They're a little impatient in that sense, so they're going to make a, a catastrophe. If the problem reaction solution model of of Let's just, you know, wouldn't it be awful if there was a huge earthquake? And then you go, why don't we make an earthquake? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, so like they're they're not going to sit around and wait for mother nature to do its thing. They're going to create a catastrophe. And then, and then in the, in the wake of that, grant themselves emergency powers that will allow them to move their, remove more of our rights And increase more of their control and they can just do that incrementally for the next 30 years and just continue to do that medical martial laws and things like that and then in in the next thing you know the next generation of kids will grow up in a world where they'll they'll just have always had less freedoms and that's that's what i think is the most depressing component of this is that I don't think the 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 people that are born after us are going to have the same experiences that we've had so far. I think they're going to have less privacy and less freedom and I feel really sorry for them about that. I have a, a an 11-year-old and I don't envy the weird world she's going to grow up in wh- where, you know, I don't know. It's just it's just kind of a kind of a crazy crazy time right now.
1: Looking into the future, it's definitely one of those question marks. I myself have been uh, looking into why all these vaccines are the way they are. And Elon Musk's name pops up and NASA's name pops up. You know, I, I, I do know that Bill Gates is also tied with this. It's just the end game. I firmly believe that they want to take us off planet. They want to be able to uh, change our DNA in such a way that we aren't the normal human. That we, you know, um, Ray Kurzweil said that we should be biologically <clears throat> meshed with technology here by 2030. I I think that... They're, they're trying to strip away this human creativity. It's, it's you know, the 100-year plan for eugenics. Well, what's what's one thing that has to be tackled? It's not just the human productivity, the the sexual productivity. It's also the spiritual productivity, the spiritual creativity. They tapped in, and they're really morphing us into who they want us to be. As you said, like, uh, the, the future generations are not going to have the same... Freedoms, the same lives, the same looks, or creativity that our past generations have. Everything is now like five G signals are being put into people. Uh, what do you think? Like, where 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 are we headed with all of this? Why why do you think that Bill Gates has been so so desperately active in pushing this worldwide vaccine when he when we know that. It's,
2: so l- l- let's think, of what does is, what is Bill Gates invest in? He's invested in Monsanto. What does Monsanto do? Genetically modified seeds that they own the patents on. They make a lot of money on the seed patents. They're Terminator seeds, they, which means that they destroy themselves after the first use. You can't reuse them. So, And then the roundup that they sell to maintain that. Now we get to the fourth industrial revolution, the World Economic Forum. That's what they're talking about. What they want, their goal, is the fourth industrial revolution. That is a blending of man with machine. When you blend man with machine, do you not become just one deviation less human? Do you become a genetically modified organism? Because if you do, then um, theoretically, they could patent you. Bill Gates knows a thing or two about that because he's deeply involved with Monsanto and they like to own the patents on genetically modified seeds. I bet Bill Gates would like to own the patents on genetically modified humans. So that's where my mind goes with with all of this, to be honest with you, because I don't think it's too, I mean, the idea of the fourth industrial revolution, once again, this isn't me saying, I think that that's what the world economic forum wants. This is what they say. They say, we want the fourth industrial revolution. And then you say, what is that? And they say, that is transhumanism. That is the blending of man with machine. So when you blend man with machine, you become one deviation less human. And as soon as you do that, then now all of a sudden, let me ask the question. Is it not reasonable to start asking, does this this new one this new photocopy version of a human being have the same rights as, as, as a regular human or no rights at all. Can you buy them, sell them, trade them, shoot them in the head, throw them in the garbage. Can you, what, I mean, is it, are they slaves? Are they human slaves? Cause they're, they're not technically human. So human rights don't apply to them. They're, they're something other. Maybe that's why we're so focused on genders all of a sudden maybe we're going to be focused on whether or not we're actually humans are we are we trans human you know this uh this
1: technology is going to make it so much easier for the eugenics program to happen if your body can now have a signal to be like oh you are allowed to have a baby it's
2: I'll take it a step further. The term transhumanism was was coined by Julian Huxley. Julian Huxley was the head of the British Eugenics Society. His brother Aldous Huxley wrote Brave New World.
1: Ah, that is where I they pat, He's name. the
2: guy that came up with the concept of transhumanism. And the reason why he came up with it was because he said, we need a different name for eugenics because eugenics has a bad reputation. So they rebranded eugenics under Julian Huxley. His idea was to rebrand it as transhumanism. So when you hear that the World Economic Forum's main goal is the fourth industrial revolution and that the fourth industrial revolution is transhumanism, and you know that Julian Huxley rebranded eugenics as transhumanism. It's the world eugenics program. That's what the world economic forum is. That's what they're doing. It's the world eugenics program.
1: We are being turned into cyborgs. Uh, Looking at half of the world right now, I would say that they're under a, a cultic spiritual multidimensional spell where we, we see a lot of lost souls and we see a lot of people who are doing freakish things. Giannis, uh, LeBron, you know, these I would I would imagine that some of these people, these top tier athletes, they have some type of, you know, superhuman stuff happening inside of them. I, is is this where we're going? Some Space Jam? Uh, some some dissidents? You know they're 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 really controlling people from inside out. They're making people who they want to be. I know the mRNA can actually tap in and change you to exactly what pattern it wants it to be. A they can create you to be whatever they want. As Elon Musk said, you could turn into a butterfly.
2: Yeah, man, that these guys have um, they have the ability to get into some really dangerous science. You know, like the CRISPR technology has only been around for like 10 years, man. And that's like off the shelf gene editing. And whenever you start talking about editing genes and doing things like that, that's what these eugenics programs were deeply involved with as well. And and I, I had get I get a really bad feeling about that 23andMe stuff, you know, 23andMe, who's asking you to, you want to find out where your genetic tree, what your genetic history is. And you go, oh, who, who ran 23andMe? And you're like, oh, it's one of the Wojeki sisters, you know, her sister runs YouTube (laughs) and it's the one who's in charge of banning everybody. You know, they're in the, they're in the eugenics game as well. They're collecting all your, all your information from her 23andMe program, which is financed by Google. So like you, you, you have to be careful nowadays, you know, like you have to evolve and you have to be like smart enough and know that you're leaving, like to, to not fall into these traps of signing up for like ancestry.com. Cause you don't know what you may think nothing bad is going to happen with that. And hopefully nothing bad does happen, but it's like, you don't even want to know the capability of things they can do with that. With that genetic information from a person, holy shit. Tell us,
1: my friend, because I, I have some conspiracies that they are cloning humans.
2: They they can do quite a bit in the cloning programs people pine. I'm ready. There's a, go. there's a lot of people that have talked about the cloning programs, and man, I'll tell you <laughs> it, it, the the first 10 times or so you hear it. It sounds really bonkers. Well, no, let, I'm all me, for it. Let me, let me rephrase that. It always sounds crazy. It never stops sounding crazy, but like the, the places that these guys have gone, you know, they never stopped with, <laughs> there we go. Uh, they never stopped with the, uh, um, uh, joseph mengele and these guys from these nazi scientists i mean these guys stayed working in the government coming up with crazy ideas and, and doing crazy shit so like we have a hard time understanding where where a lot of this technology is going you know but cloning is definitely something we know about dolly the sheep that was 25 years ago 30 years ago, I think when they've cloned the first sheep or when they announced that they cloned the first sheep. So, uh, this research, man, has a ton of money behind it, a ton of money. It's, it's a big money maker for them. So there's a whole lot of stuff that the public doesn't know about. And, and the idea that they're cloning human beings, um, you know, I think at some point that concept will become a little bit more normalized and i think people will start to understand that there are programs that are experimental in nature that are doing crazy shit including trying to clone humans for sure we know about chimeras and things like that alex jones has been screaming about him for 30 years they're making pigs blending pigs with dogs
1: you mentioned twenty three and me, and this all yeah. dates far back, man. So, if Rockefeller, National Geographic, the uh, the Smithsonian, Bill Gates, all these dudes, you know these these big wigs are all really kicking it in the big wig party. We're looking at minorities, and we're looking at DNAs. Uh, I would say that w- what we're seeing is that a targeting of DNA, a targeting targeted of...
2: bioweapons. Yeah. Yes. I had Dr. Robert Malone on, and we talked about that, about, um, the MRNA technology and he, and and I asked him about it and he said, it's great when you, when you inject it in and you turn it on, it starts making these spike proteins like it's supposed to do it. And it does a really good job of doing it, but there's a flaw in the design is that when you turn it on, you can't ever turn it off it just keeps making and making and making and i said well that sounds like a really bad design flaw who would ever ask you to build something like that and he said the us military of course so th- these there are targeted bioweapons we know about that that's just that's just stuff that the 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 the, the casual news consumer hasn't heard about yet but we've known about it for a while you know what i mean targeted bioweapons has been a thing you know they've they've been dreaming of it for 50 years but they've but as far as being able to do, i mean listen man what are we talking about in ukraine what are we talking about with with the dozen plus bioweapons in ukraine these laboratories that are going on there are we talking about tar- trying to target certain ethnic groups? Because America can't do that on American soil because that's illegal. But you can do it in a sh- in a shitbox country like Ukraine, where you just bribe everybody and basically hollow it out and run it yourself and build all these bio labs to do God knows what. I mean, is it, is that an unreasonable question to ask? What's going on in the bio labs? Are you making? Genetically targeted weapons? I don't think I, I, that's unreasonable to ask that question, given the fact that they're trying to pretend like they don't exist.
1: I do see two sides to this coin with what you're saying. In Ukraine, there's been a lot of speculation, my friends, about super soldiers. Lab created super soldiers over there in Ukraine. And if this isn't nothing new. China has said they want to create a lab-created super soldiers. America said they want to create a lab-created super soldiers. France has said the same thing. Many countries are using CRISPR to genetically modify soldiers to enhance their abilities. Now, the other side of this is how what what we've seen over the last four or five years is really targeting spiritual families, spiritual bloodlines. I You know, I constantly reference this. The History Channel and National Geographic and them, they were searching for the bloodline of Jesus, the the 12 tribes, um, the bloodline of Adam. Now, if we're looking at what we've seen over the last few years a true attack on spirituality, you know, it's the 509 Divine Pines podcast. I have to hit on the Divine Note every time. This is a battle of good versus evil, dark versus light, Bill Gates versus God, and Rockefeller versus God. Like... There's no other way to say it. They want darkness. Am I right, Charlie? I mean, I'm not I'm not the like the- soft Christian Catholic thumper. I'm I, I I I go to a Christian church, I was raised Catholic, but I'm a firm believer in God and I smoke weed and I believe you know some crazy things, but hey,
2: th- this is real. But you've is- never you've never sat around plotting genocide even no matter what you've done no matter what bad thing you think you've done you've never sat around plotting how to how to kill uh, over a billion people you you never gave a TED talk about talking about how you could you could you could reduce the population by about 10 or 15% like bill gates did talking about getting rid of over a billion people you know so like y- you get a free pass these mf'ers do not this is Nuremberg style trials that have to happen for these, for this COVID group there, there is, or else, or else you lose all control of society after this. If you get to a point where everybody just knows that these people tried to kill a huge population of the world and nothing was done to them, there's no accountability for the bill gateses of the world these people then then you then people start to lose hope they either lose hope or they say i'm not paying attention to any laws and they become really disruptive and and hard to deal with so like we 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 need to have accountability there is no amnesty policy for the people that perpetrated covid they were so disgusting when they were doing it they knew what they were doing the the bill gates crew you know but here's the thing is that like i knew what bill gates was doing 10 years ago and so because i understand what he's doing w- in africa with his with his vaccine plan the the covid involvement wasn't anything out of the ordinary i already knew who he was and that he was up to no good the thing is that like I think the general public is just now starting to figure that out. Like that, that Bill Gates is not a good guy, you know, whereas you and I've known it for a long, long time. We knew it pre COVID. And so we didn't need like a a refresher course on who Bill Gates was. We knew he was a scumbag beforehand. So when you see him again, you go, that's a bad guy. That's that guy's, that guy's not to be trusted at all. So that's, That's Bill Gates. And, 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 and people just need to understand that, that he, he, he's not going to stop. He's, he's a Henry Kissinger type person. He's the type of guy that's going to be doing this till he's a hundred years old in the wheelchair, getting pushed around like Henry Kissinger. So like, if you don't hold this guy accountable, you're going to get the next 30 years of this.
1: We as a Earth society, all of us, we're looking at ourselves, but then we're looking at the planet and seeing it's being hurt too. He wants to block out the sun. Bill Gates wants to block out the sun. Microsoft. Straight this is, this out is, of
2: the Simpsons.
1: This is a hundred percent all for the World Economic Forum. They
2: they want us dead. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah they, they do it, they they they've talked about it openly in their books the club of rome has written books about this called the limits to growth where they they mention how they're going to use the concept of global warming as the pretext to create a global carbon tax and that that would be the funding mechanism that they would use to build the world government the new world order right so it's like you read the books and you go and people go oh you're a conspiracy theorist and you go i'm reading their book like what do you want me to do like i can't it's they wrote it they're the ones saying that this is what the plan is you know so it's like you just kind of hang them with their own words and the world economic forum and the club of rome and the united nations are all working together to create a one world government. And it's not my opinion about it, it's they t- they talk openly about it all the time. And so I think that that like when we're talking to people, the first level of of people that come to this, they they don't even they they can't even understand. They can't wrap their head around that that concept. But then once you once you get get used to it, you see like oh my god, like these people these groups are extremely dangerous. Like what the United Nations is up to is is removing your. I just had Whitney Webb on, and and we were talking about this. United Nations Sustainable Development. That episode
1: goals. was dope for everyone. Go check it out. It,
2: yeah, it, w- it was. Yeah, we we got into um, what the United Nations wants, man, and it is not good. So. You know, they're uniting nations, all right, into a one world government. That's what they that's what they want to do. So and uh, and their sustainable development goals is nothing short of global communism.
1: I I want to ask a big question because this is very relevant. How does this how does what the World Economic Forum want match with what China and the One Belt Initiative wrote? Uh, is there is, are they along the same lines is, is the one belt initiative one belt road world economic forum
2: 100% no i like, mean no i would say that they're 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 relatively separate I, there's not a whole lot of overlap between those because the the um the one belt one road is is looking to challenge the dollar and the world economic oh, forum is not oh. so um that's sort of so, the differentiator there. So, is there so. a big
1: split right now in in the world with? As oh far- yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's, there's this Belt and Road Initiative con- component that's OPEC, uh third, you know, o- OPEC Plus. Yes, which, China which just is- made
1: a a pact with some of the the, the Pacific yeah. countries.
2: Yeah, they made they've made some deals in Africa. They've been making deals with Saudi Arabia. I just did an episode that came out today about the Saudi Arabian uh, situation, and they've been partnering up with China quite a bit. So there's definitely a splitting going off right now. It, this China Russia centric thing, and and it's
1: let's talk about this for a quick second. Yeah,
2: yeah, man. Like it's like it's it's no, it's the United States' fault. For it, they're so stupid. They, they and NATO, they what they did with Russia, the forcing the shan- sanctions on them, uh, backfired because it forced Russia into tighter relationships with other countries like China and India. And Russia sells quite a bit of oil, they're the number two producer of oil in the world. So, um, they sell a, a lot to India already. But after this, they increased their exports to India by 22 times, not 22%, 22 times, 22 times more oil wow. to India than they did before. All of a sudden, it started going on sale. So Russia started making deals with all kinds of countries, started talking to Iran about how to get around US sanctions. And the next thing you know, Russia's doing just fine. They backed the ruble with 5,000 rubles to a gram of gold. So it's a gold-backed ruble now. Um, There you go.
1: Shut up. Wine. Wine,
2: wine, wine. It's the best. So Russia's in good shape after all of this. And and a lot of the countries around the world are looking at the United States and they're saying – you know, I don't know if I really want to do business with you going you know, any, anymore because of the way you treat countries. The fact that you lock them out of the swift banking system, you slap sanctions on the countries that just don't do exactly what you say, like Venezuela and Cuba. And, and, and you hold a grudge like you have with Cuba. Like, I think a lot of countries are just like, who needs this uh, headache from the United States? I'd rather do business with China or Russia. Well, you know, I might not agree with with China's policy, but at least they don't give me a hard time. At least they don't try to at least they don't threaten to not pay me or seize my bank accounts or freeze my assets or take all my oligarch's boats or 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 start World War fucking 3. You know what I mean? At least they don't do that. That's what America does. So so there's a there's a pulling away. Uh, from America to the extent that they can, but you, this is a dangerous move because America is like a drunken idiot at three o'clock in the morning, waving a gun. You know what I mean? You want to get out of that room, but you don't want to move too fast or he's going to shoot you. And so, like, if you're India and you're Saudi Arabia, you need to be very careful when dealing with the United States because the United States is dangerous and Saudi Arabia knows it. And they're making these deals with China and India and Iran and start, you know. And so it's like, holy shit, it's happening. They're starting to consider the petro yuan, you know, like this would have never happened before. So, like, you're seeing a pulling away from the dollar and if you do that and if you get enough people to stop believing in the dollar and it loses its world reserve status you can collapse america and and so america should actually be very careful of how they treat china and russia and these countries cuz what they're doing is in the end going to seal their own doom because China and Russia are going to go around the dollar and crash America and, and America will have nobody to blame for, for doing that. But themselves, the government, of course, I mean, we, the people we're we're the, we're the dummies that are going to feel all, all the pain though. But, you know, I mean, I guess it's, it's not our fault, but it's going to be our problem.
1: I, I'm thinking if, if the dollar collapses, is that the perfect time for the Fed coin to oh, come in? Oh yeah,
2: over? oh absolutely. Yeah, yeah and is yeah. that that's the plan, isn't it? Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know exactly what their plan is, but I think that if you if you wanted to implement a coin like that, now they've watched what's happened in Nigeria over the last year when Nigeria started to institute the Eden Aria, Maria, I think, uh, and it's like a CBDC that was programmable and it was their digital currency and they rolled it out and they got one half of 1% usage rate, like nobody's using it. And then like, meanwhile, I think Bitcoin's like 35% usage inside the country. So like nobody, they're a pretty crypto heavy country, but nobody was using the CBDC. So I think that like the Fed is watching stuff like that. I think that they would be, I, I think, I'm assuming that they're looking at the failures of places like Nigeria and maybe learning from that. Oh, who knows? They're, they're, they're they're government agencies. So they, they are stupid. So maybe they're not learning from the mistakes of night. Hopefully they're not. I want it to fail. I do not want a central bank digital currency under any circumstances. I think that is the hill to die on because if they can program your money, they can keep you a slave forever. Period. End of story. They can modify your behavior. They can make you Not say certain things on social media, they can make it so that you don't have access to a bank account and you cannot participate in society. It is that serious. It's this is the real concern. I'm not worried about Russia, Ukraine, I'm worried about central bank digital currencies being implemented and them slamming the door shut on a digital prison around us. That's what I'm worried about.
1: So, R, you mentioned something earlier with Saudi Arabia. I was. I was very interested to hear about Saudi Arabia buying the LIV tour of golf over here in America. And pretty much now they
2: started it. They started the list. Yes.
1: Tour. So we're about to start seeing a, a lot of these outside organizations come and try to take over what America has failed on.
0: Oh, Oh,
2: it's, it, it's going to be a, it's going to be like a garage sale where we're we're sovereign wealth funds from all over the world can come and pick through the carcass of the american empire and take whatever they want like the russian oligarchs did when the soviet union broke up they can just pick parts of the industry up for pennies on the dollar that's where we're that's that's where they they'd like to take it to just collapse everything down and then come in and pick through what used to be america you know, but-
1: and and this is all while the banks are just straight up robbing us through the cryptocurrencies, through all of these scams. uh I, they're they're hitting all their marks and they're making their move in twenty twenty three. I think it's I think this episode is dire, Charlie. Uh, you know, speaking about the banks, uh, do you see? What do you see with uh, J.P. Morgan uh, and Jamie Dimon? All of these big banks. Do you see them continually crashing? If this is the real case for America with the dollar falling, uh, wh- where's your take on this?
2: Well, I, when Berwick and I wrote uh, "Controlled Demolition," we said to keep an eye on Deutsche Bank, and and I stand by that. Like I think that's the that's the bank to watch because it's a it's a bank that's A deep state bank for a long time. I mean, third Reich type shit. And, and and it's, but it's, it's always teetering on insolvency. It's always like, it's just like this really poorly run bank that that's, that's always on the verge of collapse. And, and that would be one thing if, if you if, if it was just a bank that was your competitor, but the problem is that all these banks have bets with one another in the form of derivatives. And so if, if one of the people sitting at your card game just goes broke, but owes you money, then you never get the money. And so if, if Deutsche Bank goes down, it defaults on its derivative bets with the other party, some other bank and then that bank start, starts to feel all these losses, and then one of those banks folds, and then all of the liabilities that it had on the derivative bets with the other banks start to become worthless, and and it just creates a contagion, and it takes everything down. That that's how these things go. They go so fast. If you if you, I don't know if you remember, but in two thousand eight, that banking mergers. The mergers happened over a weekend. It was like Friday morning. There's talk about this, and by Monday morning, they had merged like f- five banks into th- into three, I think, or oh, something like that. Uh, f- six banks into, into into three or something like that. It was crazy. So it happens, and it happens fast. I always encourage people to have some of their money out of their bank account just for practical purposes. Just get some out just in case, because. These things happen really. I'm not trying to freak people out either, but just, just just, I'm just saying, be like one thousand percent. Be, be be one step ahead of, of, of this, and just next time you go get some extra out of the ATM, and just every time you go get some extra and, and have some money aside just in case, because listen, things get bad fast, and they rewrote legislation for the banking that called for the bail in instead of bail out. So it's now legal for them to bail in, dip into your bank account and take some of your money in order to balance the, the books on the banks. Okay. They don't want to do it there, because once limit? they do that, you'd never trust them again, but, but they can do it legally. So when they do it, they'll do it big, meaning they'll take all your money that, and, and they'll be can, right to do it because it's technically legally their money. You're so they can target anybody from the like
1: rich to the to the poor with that, right? They they can take out anybody's money.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. yeah,
2: for sure. Yeah, if it's in, no, if when you sign up when you sign a bank account and deposit money into your bank account, it becomes the property of the bank and you become an unsecured creditor of that bank uh, that bank account. So they're not taking your money. They're taking their money. And so that's what people don't really quite understand is that if, if there's a situation where the bank defaults and keeps the money, you can't do anything about it. And, and this FDIC is going to be my backstop. I, oh, they've got up to $250,000 per bank account. <clears throat> Absolutely, they do. If it's a regional bank, you know, if it's a small regional bank and something goes wrong and they can make everybody whole. If the entire banking system goes down, they don't have the they don't have the money. They have two percent of what is needed to cover everybody's deposit, and that two percent that they have uh, held back, it's invested in those shitty bonds that destroyed SVB.
1: I was about to mention cryptocurrency. Now, the cryptocurrency is is tied in with all of this. Uh, a lot of these big companies and big. Uh, CEOs, they've ripped people off. Uh, you, they've they've leaked a lot of information, caused hacks, and a lot of money to be stolen, just for half of the money to be returned.
2: FTX, man.
1: And, you know it's interesting? FTX is is very
2: involved with
1: all of these big wigs. Hillary, the damsel. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. They were the ones that were running the UK ukrainian crypto donation component to it you know i mean this is this is money laundering in the new era in the new crypto era um they're stupid they should be using monero but whatever but they're the fed so they're you know nobody accuses them of 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 doing it the right way so um i don't know man i i don't look i i i am i'm 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 there's part of me there's the the writer side of me loves the craziness of all of this shit because there's just it's just never ending the amount of things we can write about or talk about or or whatever but like the human being side of me which is mostly me uh I just don't like where we're headed, man. It's it's just It's really negative inside the inside the the country. There's a lot of division. People are fighting with each other about you know crazy, you know stupid shit. People are very on edge. We're about to have an economic collapse. I just don't love the direction we're going because I know it's going to be really painful. But I think for those of us that are paying attention, you know, that are, that are watching what's happening. We see this in advance. It's like watching a train coming right at us. We can get out of the way. That's the good news is you can get out of the way. You can maybe get, hope, get your family out of the way, you know, but it, but we're not going to be able to stop what's coming. It's just, it's too much of a, 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 you know, the, the financial system just cannot stay afloat for much longer it's coming down it's going to be a a, a real mess so it's like do you want to be standing right in front of it or do you want to be safely off to the side out of the way you know so like here you are right now in the relative calm of 2023 like take advantage of this time and like get yourself sorted out you know Get get some money out of the out of the bank. Get some money into gold and silver. I'm not licensed to give financial advice, but you know, I mean, I just think that's a reasonable thing to to do. It doesn't make you a weirdo prepper or anything, else, right? But you know, it just it just makes you sort of proactive. What's, what's wrong with being proactive, right? Yeah.
1: Being 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 active and and looking forward towards the future is. Everything that I'm about, hey, I, I do have uh some final questions before we start wrapping this up. Look, we've talked a lot about sure. the disruption of America. Uh, what I and I'm just asking because I've, I've heard the, a few different things, um, something like Nisara and Jasara being a, a, you know, help to America, but then also, you know, this is gonna sound wild. I, I had this a little bit earlier the ufos and these angels and aliens uh with, with everything that's going on let let's let's, let's let's flip this real quick if the world economic forum is really concerned about the freedom and spirituality and they want to shut us down they don't want us to thrive um you know could it could this all be because there are some some things that we have to our own divine right. You know, there, there should be money coming to us. There should be helpers out there. Is this, is this because they just want to destroy us or, or is it because they want to kind of prevent maybe us from thriving and us living our true potential in your opinion? they're,
2: They're destroyers. You know what I mean? Like that's sort of like, that's their, their mentalities. They, they, they destroy things and uh and we're builders and but but they like to come in and 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 destroy it's a, it see the thing is it, it's like we, we, if you're a you're a good person right you know you don't you want what's best for everybody you kind of project that onto every onto other people and you just assume that like i, I wouldn't do that therefore that person wouldn't do that but there there's a segment of society that's psychopathic and they just don't get hung up on the same things that you and I do. You know, they, they, they don't have a line in the sand. They, they, they'll, they have no problem crossing this line in the sand. And so like those people operate, they're, those people are in every society and they're, they're very dangerous. And those are the types of people that wind wind up in positions of power because that's what gets them off. That's what turns them on is being able to dominate people. So where do you go? You wind up in government, you wind up in banking, you wind up at the top of big business. So part of the reason why things are so screwy is because the people that gravitate to the positions of power are crazy people mean psychotic evil awful lizard people maybe you know what i mean but like yeah like the worst the worst types you know the worst the, the worst types of people wind up in these positions so it's like and on top of that they're also this is managed this process is managed the world economic forum has their young global leader program. Right. And so they grow these young global leaders, like a bunch of uh, turnips or something. Right. And then when they're done, they install them in positions of power all around the world so that they can become uh, the prime minister of Australia or of on, or, Harris, or, uh,
1: Justin Gideau.
2: You Right. You, you name it. Right. So all over the place. So, so, you know, this is this is part of um th- this is this is part of what's going on out there. You know, so I, I think that that
1: uh, what we call this, the government of the Antichrist, not to get too biblical, but I- I- in some reality, it,
2: well, it's very anti-human. It's in, in its in its in its desires. It's very it's it's a hundred percent anti-human. So, you know, whether people want, I mean, that to me, that's bad enough. If people want to put the antichrist on it, you know, fine. I i, I don't know that it even needs the religious component. It's just anti-human. It's just not how, how, how human beings are, are supposed to be treated. And in practicality, it is a, the removal of human beings from the planet, meaning by definition, it is anti-human. And so that this is their idea. This is this this big plan this build back better you can't the name implies destruction when you think about it because you 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 wouldn't be building it back if it wasn't you know, hadn't gone anywhere they they have to destroy it in order to build it back better the problem is we're in the destruction phase right now that's why everything feels so crazy that's why oh that's why the, the economic system needs to come down. They want it to. That's why the social system is so screwed everybody's fighting and and, and and trans lives matter and blah 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 and Pride month and fuck you and you know and like everybody's just cranked up to 11 like yeah man, that's part of this plan like blow it out from from the inside soften us up from a societal standpoint blow out the 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 banking system the monetary system bring this thing down and from the ashes we'll pick all these pieces out we'll take over the telecom industry and the banking industry and the this and the that and the, and these people will become so much more powerful get ready for it but we can stop them we can't stop them that I guess I guess we should probably we should probably wrap up on this because I think it's important to wrap up on a high note and, and, in and, and they're in, and we've talked about some doomy shit for sure, but I want to make sure that people also understand this. These people might think they're gods, but they are not. Okay. They make a lot of mistakes. You know, they make a lot of mistakes. So the idea that you're going to, that you're up against like unbeatable odds is not the case. Um, if you make things difficult, if you make things, I don't know if if you, if you just, if you refuse to comply with unjust orders, then you can throw off their timeline on all of this and everything seems geared towards 2030. And I think a lot of people are saying, you know, if you can throw a monkey wrench in this, uh, and, and throw off their timeline, then, you know, maybe, maybe you won't see this, uh, this crew have the success that they want. We've already seen that over the last couple of years, you know, we were having issues with, uh, um, I'm sorry, I'm hearing things outside of my house. So, that's fine. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah, I got to wrap it up. I feel like there's Excellent. like a windstorm going on outside of my house. So.
1: No, it, it's it's all good, man. This has been an amazing episode for for all my viewers out there. I let's just give a uh, people one last message. It, you know, some some sense of light. Uh, we, we are godly creations, and I think that if we die deep inside of us enough with enough answers enough prayers questions we just deep you know deep dives we can really figure it out we can find the peace what do you have
2: to say yeah man it's going to be up to you you can't outsource this to somebody else you're going to have to be the one in charge of doing it that's just it's your that's your task you got homework you got to do a little bit of work um And you can. I appreciate you having me on, man. And if people are interested, they can go catch Macroaggressions in audio format wherever podcasts are served and in video format over at Rockfin. Or if you want to follow me, you can do so on Twitter at Macroaggression and on Instagram at Macroaggression Podcast.
1: Also, find him on TNT Radio Live. Uh, Dude, that is so awesome. I'm checking you out every Saturday, brother. Uh, Thank you, man. It's the best. Thank you, man. Tell them about that real quick. What, what, what is that? That's something new, right?
2: What's that? Oh, the radio? Yeah. 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 It's been the last three months, man. Saturday mornings, uh, TNT radio, uh, 10 a.m. to noon Eastern. It's been, uh, It's been fun. Fun to do live radio. My producers are great. So I love dude. that. So check it out. And you can go over there and get it as a podcast, too, if you're not able to catch it live. So...
1: It's been a pleasure, Charlie. You have a wonderful weekend and uh, God bless. You know, the light is so much better than the darkness. Always. Peace out, brother. All right, guys, you heard that uh, with Charlie Robinson. We had a blast here. Thank you guys for tuning in. I just want to say I appreciate everybody in the chat today. I wouldn't be able to do this without you you guys keep me inspired keep me going and these conversations are really meant for you i have dealt with a lot of these topics and information myself and and hearing charlie speak today was just a breath of fresh air you know he dove into a lot of stuff that was new to me but for you guys this is everything that you guys need to know i i I understand that a lot of people just, you know, don't hear the message the first day that it's it's being told. You know, maybe like a week later, and I I'm here for that. You know, I'm here. I'm a, my whole life. I've uh, loved the idea of being a messenger, a messenger for heaven or whatever, messenger for life, and I've always been a transmitter with this. Uh, what we're seeing in 2023 is a division so a new trend is happening that's truth truth righteousness justice love that is the wave uh everybody who is riding on those waves is prospering yes our lives are getting better my life over the last three years of fighting for truth love justice righteousness my life has got better um Mm, let's see, social media, I've been bad a little bit more, but my life, though, my physical life at the gym, better, my mind, when I'm doing intellectual activities, better, my spirit throughout the day and throughout my night, better, um, you know, my garden, better, my relationships with the world, better. So, you know, you can change. We all can change. Um, Social media doesn't really own us. It doesn't dictate us who we truly, doesn't dictate who we truly are. Um, Your life can get better, guys. I understand that. Friends, family, and even, you know, myself over the last, like, five years and maybe a couple months, you know, like, things seem confusing mentally, like, so it may have an effect on all of us, right? It's just, we can't be drowned out by all these fake things and over the internet. And, you know, we got to take matters into our own hands. Like Charlie said, like I said, it's all on us, man. Um you know, we gotta think, we gotta ask, we gotta start living, thriving, and really finding that new wave, that higher wave, that the truth, the the love, the prosperity, everything fight for it because a lot of people they, they die for fakeness. They succumb to something that isn't real and then just ride with it they don't love it they aren't happy but we cannot fall to that guys none none of us your friends your family your dogs your cats don't let me fake because you know they're gonna go to the freaking bet pretty soon yeah We, we, we thrive Humans are thriving on truth and prosperity in 2023. And look, it may be a little rough when you first plant that seed of fighting for what's right. Like, let's just say eating right. Eating right every day. You know, no more fast food. No more Starbucks. uh, Making your own food. Making your own drinks. It it may be a little tough to plant that first seed. But guess what? Within a couple months, you're going to start seeing something bloom. The information that I've given you today, you know, a lot of it, you're not going to be able to, like, physically fight. Maybe some people who want to go against what they learned with Planned Parenthood and and some of the things. Yeah, but mainly today I give you all the spiritual, you know, intellectual tools that you needed to thrive. Uh, We're seeing... It's a technological, biomedical type of control that's been happening. And it's because we're special. Humans are special, right? Humans humans have this spirit inside of us. Humans, we glow. We have this beautiful skin. Um, some of the bloodlines are very godly. They're they're very, like, what I mean by godly is that, like, they're very connected to God. They're very biblical, spiritual, and, you know, that isn't always liked or loved, but I just want to say, like, stay fighting for that, for the spirit, you know, for God. Keep on the light, guys. You know what I mean? Anyone who really believes in in change, in truth, prosperity, love, God, light, righteousness, you know what I mean. And this is the message you guys need to hear. Everybody who's believing in these things, I'm all with you. I'm with you 100%. You are not alone. If you ever need anything, reach out to me, message me, talk to me, ask me any questions. Um, I appreciate all of you guys. We're all in this together, and we will all shine and be happy together. Thank you so much for staying tuned. You guys have a great night. I love you guys. Remember, go check out all my sponsors down below. I have everything you guys need from water ionizers, water electrolyzers, vitamins, supplements, crystals, cannabis seeds, hemp seeds, a little bit of everything. C60, Boomer Boost. So all the big companies you guys love. I got a little bit of affiliation with them. You guys, thank me later. Peace out. Be blessed and be high. See you next time on the 509 Divine
2: po- Podcast.